One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Well, it is Tuesday morning again, which means we just had another episode of Monday Night Raw. But as ever, it in many ways was exactly the same as what we saw seven days ago. Because we are officially stuck in Groundhog Day and nobody is picking up the phone and nobody is ringing Bill Murray. At this point, I really think somebody should be doing this. And when we do have Billy Boy on the phone, he also used to be a Ghostbuster. So hopefully he can go out and find where the hell is Damien Priest? Because I suppose he has to be a ghost now because I don't know about you, but I can't. See it. But it doesn't matter, it's just professional wrestling. My name is Simon Miller. Welcome to What Culture Wrestling. And it's time to take this, the finger of power, and give the good bits an up and the bad bits a down for the latest episode of Muntag Neut Raw. Only one of those words was German, and I don't even know why I did it. Let's up those doubts. <laughs> Lily is gone. Yep, that's right. Raw starts and Alexa Bliss said, well, I don't really appreciate what Lily did last week and therefore I have put her in timeout. Now, this isn't a bad thing, but my word, does it feel like a waste of all of our lives? And she even went on to say, well, you know, WWE is going back on the road soon. She may as well have come out with a sign that said, well, we can't do the hocus pocus when we have real fans in the building. So instead, we're taking this inanimate object and we're throwing it out the window. This thing got even worse because Nia Jax turned up in the playground. It was like, Alexa Bliss, what happened to you? We used to be friends, which was not the case because I recall a time when Alexa Bliss was calling Nia Jax a big fat person. Anyway, look, the long and the short of it is this. Later on, it's going to be Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax. Then the pay-per-view, it's going to be Alexa Bliss versus Shayna Baszler. Bliss also started to pretend to cry here, but it was all nonsense. And I think my big issue is that when you watch wrestling, you want to be able to suspend your disbelief. And I just can't do it with all of these gimmicks it feels like I'm watching a performance which is fine if that's what you're after but I don't really want amateur dramatics when I do tune in and that's why it's getting it down. Charlotte Flair if you can believe it too is still going on about this loss to Nikki Cross and how she wants it stricken from the record and she's so pissed off about it the next match was gonna be Charlotte Flair versus Nikki Cross because if we don't keep doing that match, aliens are going to come down onto Earth and go pew 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 and zap us all and then we'll be dead and then none of us will be happy. In fact, we won't have any emotions because again, we'll be in the ground. So I'm going to say thank you WWE for keeping away those terrified extraterrestrials. 
I don't even know. Also, she then had this fight and she lost via countout. So let's just recap this story for those who may not be aware. Charlotte Flair takes on Nikki Cross in a beat the challenge match and she gets so distracted she technically loses. They don't have that tag team match because Charlotte and Rhea Ripley can't get on. Nikki Cross essentially steals the pin. And here she wins because of numbers. These aren't victories. It's just a way to keep this narrative going with a bunch of nonsense. Ripley obviously waited a few minutes into this before her entrance music hit and she came out because WWE can't help themselves. And yes, once again, Charlotte Flair was so distracted by this, she got herself counted out. But this also breaks the tale that we have been being told. Because Charlotte was meant to be so riled up about getting this victory back, she still couldn't keep her eyes off of Rhea. And I understand that's the point, but it is a really, really stupid point down. Rhea then laid her out with the riptide because, of course, last week Charlotte had laid Rhea out with the natural selection. And imagine, once again, any story that went like this. The hero saved his friend, then the villain kidnapped back the friend. Then the hero saved his friend, and then the villain kidnapped back the friend. And the hero saved the friend, and the villain kidnapped the friend. You would take this book, and you would shove it up your ass, just so you would never have to read it again. Maybe don't shove it up your ass. Maybe just eat it instead. But the point is that Raw has officially gone nuts. Jeff Hardy was then given advice to riddle about tag teams, because of course he's from a legendary pairing, and was essentially saying, you should trust Randy Orton, he's got load of experience, and he will steer you in the right direction. I want to go, wait a minute, Jeff. Didn't he try and rip your ear off a few years ago? I don't think anybody should be trusting the Viper. Anyway, Riddle then went off on one of his rants and when the camera panned backwards, Jeff Hardy was gone because he was sick of listening to the guy. And Randy Orton turned up and he was like, Riddle, don't worry about being me or anybody else. Make sure you're yourself. Which is actually a very nice piece of advice. WWE then makes it so hard because it was Jeff Hardy versus John Morrison for some reason. But almost instantly, Cedric Alexander's music hit and he sauntered out to the ring. So if you're keeping notes, and if you are, it's a little bit weird, but I do appreciate it. Yes, that was exactly the same as the first match. Hardy also got sprayed with Morrison's dripstick early on, and I regret having to say that because my word does it sound like a euphemism. And again, just to get to the ending, John Morrison hit a version of Starship Pain, one, two, three, and that was that. And then him and The Miz just left. It annoyed Cedric though, and he told Jeff Hardy that he'd been watching the footage from last week, and he thinks Jeff is a sore loser. And if he had another chance, he would put him in the retirement home. And my word, this really triggered Hardy, because all of a sudden he went, oh man, you want to put me in the retirement home, dude? Well, I'll tell you what, I'll put my career on the line right now. And that was magically sanctioned. I mean, I don't know who did give it the green light, but of course that meant Cedric lost. Jeff ain't given up his career after a quip. It didn't go long, and in fact, both matches together barely went over five minutes, and Jeff Hardy, yes, got the victory after the Swanton Bomb. But the only thing I could think, and the only question I could ask throughout all this, is where the hell is Shelton Benjamin? He has just vanished into dust. And what's even stranger about this is that, sure, last week it was kind of new and fresh, but now we're repeating it again, and we've already made it a repeat, which means Raw is now falling into the same pattern, even with the new matches, it kind of pushes in there. And if that doesn't hurt your head, I don't know what would is a down. We then had one of those occasions where it's basically impossible to know what to do. Let's go. Because Eva Marie finally made her big comeback to Monday Night Raw. And it had been made very clear on social media, she was going to be fighting Naomi. That was the pictures and everything else we saw thrown into our face. Instead, Eva came out with NXT UK's Piper Niven 
and it was Piper that stood in for the match. Now, here are my thoughts. The first is that the commentators acted like they had no idea who Piper Niven was. And the issue with that is if I know and I have been smartened up just using my own brain, then the people who are meant to be bringing me information should absolutely know. Also, that's just whipping your pants off and crapping over your own product. How the hell can you not know about somebody in your own organization? That doesn't mean you're watching every single show. It should just be implanted in here. And two, Piper absolutely absolutely wrecked Naomi here so I did have to just think to myself why don't we ever give Naomi anything and I'm sure she was happy to do the job as they say but my word she never gets any kind of momentum and I think it's bullshit. So my problem goes as thus. I actually think debuting Niven in this kind of situation is a really good idea because you paired her with someone who is always going to get traction and now they can kind of start circumventing your expectations. And also, if you know anything about the former Viper's career, she has busted her ass and she deserves her break, so up. But in terms of the whole execution, well, we've already gone over it. To have months worth of vignettes and then just to get this, was a little bit of a damp squib and once more. We could have chosen anyone other than Naomi. So for that very reason, it's getting a doubt. Before we do move on though, I do just want to point out that's just a wrestling angle. Some of you are going to like it and some of you are going to hate it and that's absolutely cool. But what is not cool are these jabronis and these absolute assholes on the internet who decided, oh, I don't like the way that Piper Niven looks, so I'm going to run her down. If you're the type of person that goes out of your way to body shame somebody else, you need to go get a clue and you need to go get a brain and put it in your head. Don't you think that Piper Niven is in great shape? Do you think WWE would hire her if she didn't have like cardio for days? Of course she does. And even outside of that, we're all different shapes and sizes. You should go and learn some damn respect. So there I am on my high horse. Now... Let's proceed. If you can believe it too, we are actually going back to Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke taking on Tamina, what's that, there's nobody, Mina, and Natalia. Because Dana and Mandy were doing a photo shoot here, going like, oh, Dana, here we go. When in the background, they could hear somebody wrestling, and they were super annoyed that at the wrestling show, they could hear wrestling going on. I swear that somebody in WWE has just been men in black flashy thinking as well. I completely forgot we have seen this before WrestleMania. But anyway, they went to confront these individuals, and it was Natalia and Tamina, and they were training because they're really good champions, and they want to be the best. So you already know the deal. Natalia and Tamina think that Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose are too focused on their looks. And Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke think that Tamina, what's that yes, nobody, Mina and Natalia are just relying on their last names. They then had a brawl and all of this was presented like I'd never seen it in my life, even though I have seen it 98,763 times. Why the hell are we firing people from the women's division when what it desperately needs is tag teams? You tell One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com slash weightloss. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Drew McIntyre promo next, and it was pretty good, although he did call Bobby Lashley Bobby Trashley, and I maybe would not have done that. But he once again went on about his Scottish heritage, and look, anytime Drew is on the screen, he comes across like a big deal, and he comes across like a star. We just need to get through Hell in a Cell and move him out of the title picture, because no matter who is in it for too long, the clue is in that sentence, is too long. For the umpteenth time, RK Bro and New Day then saved Monday Night Raw. So damn good. They were given a bunch of time, they had the narrative to back it up, and it was just good tag team wrestling. Also had this nice bit in the early going where Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods faked out Randy Orton and Riddle with dives. It was just fun. Sometimes I really miss fun. Orton still whooped Xavier Woods for a while before he got the tag to Kofi Kingston, but this is when you saw the transformation of Riddle continuing, because he distracted Kofi, which allowed Randy Orton to get out of the way of a trouble in paradise. Riddle was soon in and he hit the floating bro, and this was also excellent because Xavier Woods went to break up the pin, but Randy Orton just ran in there and tackled him, although Kofi still kicked out, but then he returned this favour because Randy Orton was going to give Xavier the draping DDT and Kofi said, nah bro, not on my watch, he took him out. Orton then tagged himself back in and he went for the RKO on Xavier, who kind of reversed it into the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, but you can't do that on the Viper, he's been going too long, so he hit a proper RKO, one, two, three, and it just gets a round of applause. The tag team division on Raw actually be the best thing about it. Riddle was over the moon afterwards, which is a huge reason that these guys are so endearing. And if you just want to kind of block out 180 minutes and just feature RK Bro and the New Day, at this stage, I think I'd be alright with it. Rhea Ripley was in the back ripping on Charlotte Flair, and honestly, it was just the same thing that she's been saying for the last few weeks. Oh, Charlotte, you're a piece of trash. I don't like you very much. I'm going to beat you at Hell in a Cell. I'm sure you will. I also assume this was done because she was facing Oscar next, and I watched this whole match terrified and just waiting for dun 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 and Charlotte Flair's music to hit because that is what WWE has done to me. I'm preconditioned to go, well, somebody's obviously going to interfere. And quite incredibly, it never happened. Also, it was really decent. Up. The fact that we have booked Oscar out of the title scene, even though she has a legitimate claim to try and go after the championship is crazy. But we always do that with the Empress of Tomorrow. And yet every time she's in the ring, 
she always finds a way to scratch it. My favourite bit is when Oscar 2 went for the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up, but Rhea Ripley grabbed her and reversed it into that badass cloverleaf shings he did. And outside of this, it was just back and forth, back and forth, I'll hit you, you hit me. These two have really good chemistry, and when it clicks, shouldn't have clicked, I really have a good time. Sadly though, Oscar eventually did slip out of that submission move, but walked right into the riptide, and you just knew that was the finish, and it was indeed the finish. But fine, I can handle that. Sometimes people win, and sometimes people lose, and then straight away Charlotte Flair was out there, and her and Rhea had a big brawl. Somehow Charlotte's nose got busted open, and Adam Pearce, I think he took one in the face as well, but that's just how much these two hate each other. And I do think they're going to have a good match at Hell in a Cell. I just think the build-up has been all over the place. MVP and Bobby Lashley were then backstage with their women, and they were really mad at Kevin Patrick, who just barged in there and said, Bobby Lashley, do you know anything about why Drew McIntyre is facing AJ Styles later? MVP did not know about this, but he did want to make his point. I did like the fact that we teased that maybe Umvup and Lashley had something to do with the fact we're getting this random AJ Styles Drew McIntyre match, which did come out of nowhere. But the best part was Bob ended this by getting the mic and saying, oh, I'm glad that McIntyre is talking about his Scottish heritage because I'm going to publicly execute him and put his head on a stick. And if you had missed the context to this, you would have looked at Lashley and gone, oh my gosh, you are an absolute psychopath. Alexa Bliss then defeated Nia Jax via DQ. I mean, somebody rip out my teeth down. It was only about three minutes long and Bliss actually had this one after the Twisted Bliss before Reginald just got in there and dragged her off Nia. And I will tell you this, when you actually take a character like Alexa Bliss and let her do the wrestling, I was alright with it and I was like, wicked, awesome, she's gonna beat Nia Jax, then I'll be even more scared of her, but we can't do it. Why can't we do it? She's meant to be undead zombie, I think she'd be able to get one over Nia. Bliss also hypnotised Reggie afterwards, and that's when we go down the avenue that I do not like, before Nia walked up to him and was like, Reggie, Reggie, snap out of it. We snapped out of it. Could have just kept this so much more simpler, but no, we're not allowed nice things. Bring down the disqualification board that now rolls up. 235. We then had such a good bit between MVP and the New Day, I'm convinced it was written by somebody else. I mean, talk about taking my intrigue gland and turning it on. Because MVP was continuing on this whole thing that Kofi Kingston's major problem is that he spends too much time with his friends and too much time with his family and he doesn't focus on his craft. At one point, MVP was even like, oh, who's this guy? And that guy was Xavier Woods. This fired up Kofi who once again reminded MVP that's not how it works. I wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for those close to me. So if you don't shut your hole, I will shut it for you. Thank goodness he did say that. He is coming across like a strong baby face. It ended with MVP wishing Kofi Kingston luck at the pay-per-view, but that's right, he doesn't have a match and what a zinger that is. And if I didn't truly believe the New Day were never going to break up properly, I would stand here and say to you, I think the New Day are going to break up, but they're not. And what we are going to do, I imagine, is Kofi Kingston versus Bobby Lashley at Money in the Bank. But that works for me, and I really appreciate the fact we've built a story around it. Why can't we just take this kind of concept and paste it over the whole show? My answer is, I have absolutely no flubbing idea. What was not as good was Elias versus Jackson Riker. Down. I mean, I could honestly run the clip from last week's ups and downs, and it would be appropriate, and it would be accurate. In fact, I'm going to do it. At this time as well, I was thinking, well, I guess we're going to save this match for the pay-per-view. But no, we just did it. And it ended with a countout. 
down. Because Elias just left after a few minutes. Yes, that's right. Halfway through, Elias just thought, well, I don't really want to fight this guy. And I suppose I am in control of my own actions. So I'm already out the ring. I won't get back in the ring and I will get myself counted out. I mean, what am I meant to take away from this? And why aren't the general managers coming out and going, oh, well, you keep doing this. So we're going to impose a no count out rule like they do across the other of their shows. Why am I meant to like Jackson Riker too? What have they given me other than the fact that deep down I know that he was a very good servant at Starfleet? I mean, he even got a promo before this where he just went, Elias, he was holding me back. And I was like, that guy is loony. That guy is absolutely crazy. I can't get behind him. All of this is, well, I don't even know. I don't even have a word for it. I then was an idiot because of course I am. We got to AJ Styles and Drew McIntyre. And even though deep down in my toes, I knew I wasn't going to get a finish. I enjoy these two in the ring so much. I thought, man, I'm going to bet on myself. I'm going to bet on the positivity. And then it ended in a disqualification. Bobby Lashley and MVP were on the stage almost instantly. So that's the third time we've done it on Raw. And we got to the fourth because the Viking Raiders did it halfway through the match. And I am going to need a skit eventually where we talk to the production guy that has to push play on their music and you just have a wrestler going, oh, when I go out there, you better start my theme. Otherwise, I'm going to kick your ass. And I understand it too. They are feuding with Omos and AJ Styles. But as soon as it did happen, I could just see what was about to go down. There was also a good bit when AJ Styles was making his entrance because Omos got distracted by all of Bobby Lashley's women. I don't know why it tickled me, but it just did. And they had such a good match. These two are so good in the ring. At one point, we have to give them 25 minutes and let them go at it. So for that, it's getting it up. But of course, as soon as Drew McIntyre hit a clothesline, Bobby Lashley jumped in there. He beat him up. Disqualification. <sighs> boring, boring down. So every damn time, every single damn time, bring back the flipping DQ board, which I'm starting to hate. Goes up to 36. Because the Viking Raiders have got in there to bring balance to the force too. WW went back to their favorite trope. And all of a sudden somebody went, I love Bali. And we got a six-man tag match. And we really do have to stop doing this. But listen to who was in it. Bobby Lashley, the Viking Raiders, Drew McIntyre, AJ Styles, Omos, a bunch of other people. They're so talented and you can't help but enjoy it. So I'm giving it an up. Does it deserve one? I mean, yes, it does, because again, it was a good match. But we just need to do some brand new things. It also had somewhat of a controversial ending because Drew McIntyre gave the Claymore kick to Bobby Lashley and he pinned him for the three count. Now, of course, this means he's losing a Hell in a Cell. So I suppose this is fine. You've got to give him a little bit of a something something. But on the other hand, maybe Bobby Lashley shouldn't be a pin. We did have a little bit of an out for this as well because the commentator sold it to us like, oh man, AJ Styles accidentally tagged in Bobby Lashley. But I was like, that doesn't work. Bobby Lashley is in a tag team match and he's the world champion. He should be expecting a tag. But hey, look, like I say, it was really enjoyable. And the only other slight issue I did have is that when Omos is in the ring, they cut to a commercial break. So it's like the episode of The Simpsons when Homer Simpson wanted to see that the cool martial arts guy on the outside and then Marge won't let him. And in the distance, you hear all these like badass moves. And he's like, oh man, I missed it. That's kind of what I felt like Omos here. He got in the ring. I was like, oh baby, here we go. We cut to a break. When we came back, he was out the ring. Omos has something about him. Just come up with a plan. Let him run wild and let him run wild when I'm watching. That did bring us to the end of not only another Raw, but the go-home edition for Hell in a Cell. And as ever, I just don't think it worked. It's just like there's no plan, and maybe as if somebody gets there and rips up the script hours before we're meant to go live. So 
unfortunately. I'm going to have to give it a down. But I'm keeping everything crossed that come Monday, I don't know why I'm even thinking this, of course not, but come Monday after Hell in a Cell, something happens and we can move down a different path. We shall have to see. Who even knows? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.